0: We were thinking, okay, we're going to foster, you know, a few different kids. And it's always the goal of like being reunited in a healthy way to their family. Like, that's the goal. But like somewhere along the line, like maybe adopt out of it. Um, Little did we know we were pregnant almost like the exact same time of our first placement (laughs) and come to find out like pretty much the same week. I think I can't remember the exact timing when we found out, but it was like yeah, looking back, it was like right whenever we had gotten the first placement. We were, um, and so, yeah, our, our first uh, parenting experience was with Amy going through all the symptoms and morning sickness <laughs> kind of stuff, like, as we've yeah. got an 18-month-old, or I guess he was 20 months, but. Yeah, and what um, are your, so what are your, what are the ages? Currently, Johnny's about to be five. Uh, he's the oldest adopted, mm-hmm. and then his full brother, Caleb, um uh, just turned three okay, and both adopted fully ours and everything and then uh, our bio um, is Brady who is going okay. on eight months now okay. so pretty much two years apart from dude, each other three boys That's so he's
1: awesome. a awesome, boy mom man. Welcome to Shoot the Breeze a series on a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships and Christianity featuring my wife Lacey and myself Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze uh, sometimes with guests well, occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. I'm talking to my friend Michael. I should have prefaced... First of all, who are you? What do you do? What is your... Like, are you just a homeless guy I picked I'm up? I'm a
0: guy from the Hill Country. Um, <laughs> but yeah, here at uh, Hill Country Fellowship, I'm the uh, youth pastor here. And... um kind of cool story there how God brought me into that role, but this is also my home church that I, my family started going here when I was um, in high school, uh, which is starting to feel longer and longer (laughs) in the past, Um, but uh, yeah, and and, um, when I went to um, college, I served as like an intern here with the youth group, and I had gone to the youth group as a student, and uh, just loved it. God used it in a lot of good ways in my life, and got to keep serving in that way as an intern um, over the years. And then uh, I had felt called to youth ministry, and so pursuing that in my studies and whatnot. And uh, at Baylor, second bears. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead. And you're like, gonna cut that part. I'm out gonna sure. yeah do like a bleep, like <laughs> bleep. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then, yeah, I served as a, a part-time youth pastor at a church, and then the timing and God opening doors, right, as I was graduating and getting married, um, this position was opening up, and they talked to me about it, and um, a, a job for Amy, my wife, was also opening up at the school, mm-hmm. uh, she's a speech therapist, and so it was, like, perfect timing, and, like, yeah, God's leading us here, so, uh, yeah, we have roots here, and we're both super thankful to be back it's in the awesome. country, I mean, that was quite a few years back now, but we are back, Um, and yeah, just got our roots here, and we have both of our parents um, within 15 minutes of us, and super, super thankful for that kind of help and raising kids and everything, so it's just super thankful. That's I can't cool. can't imagine a better situation. So, yeah.
1: Praise God. So, you said you went to Baylor. That's where you mm-hmm. trained in youth ministry. Yeah.
0: yeah so, yeah. at Baylor, I studied uh, religion. Okay. Um, there's kind of smaller focuses within that. Um, and math, actually. I studied math, okay. too. Um, and then I went to Truett Seminary, which is there at Baylor okay. for uh, Masters of Divinity. And they also have kind of focuses Did you get your there. Masters of Divinity? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, which they have focuses in different ways, but I took some youth ministry classes, but it, okay. that wasn't like my degree plan or anything. Okay. So. One of the so one of the things that
1: you and I have been talking over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. just a as a preface, we're going to be talking about just a really light subject of hell <laughs> and God's wrath and punishment. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you you had said one of the things that – so I haven't been to seminary or, or mm-hmm. I went to a small, unaccredited Bible college. But you went to um, seminary, and one of the things that I know we were talking about is m- the most important thing, whether it's you're going to a formal education or whatever, is the importance of loving to learn, like learning oh, yeah. how to love learning, right? like and, and you had said going to seminary if there's one thing that you took away from it was – just a love of how to learn learning, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate that. That's I think that's one of the biggest keys in our conversation. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it'll be beneficial as we talk. But like <laughs> that idea, you know, no matter what subject it is, whether it is history or the Bible or theology is you have to have a love of learning and an open mind that is anchored in Jesus yeah. I'll say it maybe that way like to put bumpers on, on it but you do d- to be able to have healthy conversations having that a uh, willingness to learn um, I think is huge um, anyway, okay so with that another question is uh, what makes you feel most connected to God mm. like is there a, something you do something you, you enjoy that you're like ooh I like this this makes me feel good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like probably along with most people, um, being outdoors always, yeah, okay. you know, just seeing creation. And cool. obviously, there's lots of different aspects to that. I love looking at the stars. So, any any chance I get, it's yes. like, um, even here in small town Burnet, you know, there's quite a bit of light pollution. But, like, even in my backyard where there's a street light pretty mm-hmm. close, it's like, oh, man, I love seeing the stars. But then when you get like out in the boonies somewhere, yeah. like, it's like, oh, man, yeah, I love seeing the stars. And that always. You know, it just makes mm-hmm. you feel so small and like think about the infinite bigness of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, One of the cars. So, But it, at, in, a, in a kind of paradox way, it's like, at the same time, like realizing the bigness of God, it's like, oh, but he loves me and he's close yeah. to me, you know, so that's that cool. could lead you to thinking like the distance away from God, Ooh. but like, you know, right. because of what we know about Jesus, it's like the opposite of that. So um, that's definitely that's a I mean, obviously, like reading scripture, you know, just spending time and right. God's word to us. Um.
1: No, I think just that idea of activity or whatever it is outside of, outside of intentional sermon listening, Bible reading. Like, what is it that makes you feel connected? And, and yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I resonate with that. We actually, one of the cars we bought, I made the decision between two cars because it had two sunroofs oh
0: there you go yeah and it was because it i wanted, can't wait yeah. to get a truck um <laughs> to, which i've oh, been okay. saying that for a long time i don't know if it'll ever actually happen but classic yeah. texan <laughs> uh, not a giant tank truck i can't stand those but i don't truck know how to try those but yeah small ish truck but like a tacoma yeah honestly um but close. i'm yeah. probably going to be getting a slightly bigger one like a f-150 but I don't know why we're talking about that, but <laughs> whatever, man. I feel um, closer to God when I have a giant truck. That's what it is. G- Just g- Guns, trucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can edit this, right? <laughs> I don't, though. <laughs> All of the things you've said are leaving, <laughs> except for mistakes I make. Um, What are you gifted at?
0: What am I gifted at? Yeah. I don't know. Ask somebody else. <laughs>
1: um, what if? Okay, maybe I'll say it this way. What if people said, "Hey, Michael, I really appreciate." Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, I feel like I've gotten a lot of that lately after um, preaching hmm. in in youth ministry. I always call it big church, um, yeah. <laughs> kind of tongue in cheek wise, but uh, yeah, in big church preaching, and uh, which I really enjoy. Um, and for the, for this topic, it you know took a lot of. Um, time and prep and, and learning which I love that yeah. kind of process and everything and you know spending the, the time on it and sharing sharing that with everybody in a difficult topic but I feel like I got a lot of good feedback and people saying I was gifted and yeah. communicating and um, what did somebody say about it like they said it was like easy to listen to mm-hmm. even though it was a hard topic and you know talking about God's wrath and stuff mm-hmm. like that included in it it was like at the same time it was e- easy to listen to I'm like cool because that, that was my goal in it was like um or my my prayer in it is you know, it, it's a tough topic, but I want to share it in a graceful way, not yeah. like fire and brimstone type of stuff, you know. No Jonathan uh, Edwards or anything. Yeah. That. Uh yeah, I read a lot of <laughs> Sinners in the hands of an angry god leading up to it. Then. Yeah not really
1: but. we could if it, i was gonna say if this is a too heavy of a subject we could go to one of the other sermons he preached which was women in ministry <laughs> so
0: we could just hit <laughs> we well what is it yeah. our,
1: our small group jokes about how you like yeah. you get all the you get all yeah the... I've, I've
0: had back-to-back topics that were <laughs> fairly difficult and what's funny is that one leading up to we were doing a or you know hcf was doing a series in first timothy just walking through it yeah you know we kind of bounced back and forth of like you could say like topical series that bounce throughout different scriptures. And some of them, um, what would you say? Expositional Mm -hmm. series, just walking through a single book or Mm -hmm. or single like topic in the Bible. Um, so that one was through first Timothy and, uh, Scott plans like way out in advance and everything. So I knew leading up to it, I was going to have that passage in first Timothy and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. And kind of jotted down the note. And I like to take notes leading up to it and, have those thoughts going through my head and stuff. And, but it, it was actually quite a bit of a gap before I read the passage. Oh no. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it, was a, it was a chapter and like a half. And Scott told me when he gave that one to me, he was like, "Yeah, sorry, it was, it was just we had basically like a seven-week series, but we had to fit it into six weeks mm. because of all the other plans and stuff." So, yours was the one that got condensed, kind of kind of two weeks worth, but put into one. And I was like, "Okay, like that'll that'll be all right." And um, so I, in my mind, that was like the the difficult thing about mm. mine. But then it was a little while until I actually read the pass read the passage, and I was like. Oh, wait, this is why. Not just the length of the <laughs> passage. It's like the passage, the content of it, that's the challenging part. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, thanks, Scott. <laughs> that's um, fantastic. But that was another one that, yeah. you know, I, whatever I get assigned or anything, I'm thankful to preach yep. the Word and well, thankful pro- that we don't shy away from the hard passages in the Bible and stuff like that. So no. that was a fun one, and it, it, a I challenging like, one also.
1: Right, and I feel like those harder passages especially if you're assigned as a teacher preacher pastor whatever the harder subjects not shying away for from it forces you personally then to develop a a, a conviction or to be convinced of that section of scripture mm-hmm. right and so to me i've always appreciated whether it's bible reading and you can hurry up and skip through passages whatever but being forced to Focusing on a subject, yeah, You're like okay, I'm gonna deal with this, yeah, <laughs> better or worse. Well,
0: and especially with the First Timothy section, uh, it was chapter two um, where some some controversial <laughs> verses come up, yeah, about women and, mm-hmm. and leadership in the church and whatnot. And uh, what was I saying with that? Um, oh, and, and it led me to, you know, I, I had a mostly I pretty well um, idea of what the different takes on it were, but I I learned quite a bit diving into each of those too, but it gave me, I guess a bit more like grace towards other views, Hmm. um, in the midst of studying Hmm. for that, because, you know, I saw the, I I always like to see, you know, in all the learning and everything, try to see the best foot forward of any view, you know, it's easy to set up a straw man type of thing and like bash other people's views. People do that all the time today, you know, it drives me crazy. but. You know, to to really dive in and see, like, okay, what is like the 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 best foot forward argument right. of these things that I'm I may disagree with for now, but I'm trying to have an open mind and right. you know see where God leads me and diving into it. So, you know, it wasn't just isolated to the First Timothy two thing. It was you know what do all the other ver- uh, right. passages right. in Scripture have to say about the same topic? And so yeah, it really for me and gave me an appreciation of of other views and even if I might land in a different way. Um, and the same thing happened mm-hmm. with, with this, uh, diving into the topic of hell. It mm-hmm. wasn't anchored to a specific, um, passage or I wasn't to, I wasn't told like, and he's beyond hell and on, we're diving into this passage mm-hmm. in this book. Mm-hmm. So it was a little more wide open. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I saw quite a few different views and have a slightly more, um, big, better appreciation for those views and, and more, more scriptural support for some other views that I Mm. had not really seen the best foot forward part of their argument before.
1: Um, Well, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to invite you on and to talk about this is because um, I think there's nuances about this subject that you and I may may have different viewpoints on. However, and I, I had a conversation with a couple other friends about evolution like i've had other Mm. conversations on things that i may not necessarily see eye to eye on we agree about jesus we agree about who he is and what he accomplished but i think in christianity and you made the a great statement or observation about how we almost we all we silo ourselves with the people who agree exactly with us Mm -hmm. and that creates a disunity in the body and the scripture is very clear that people will see an example of god based upon how christians interact with each other Yeah, right and their unity specifically unity in love that if they are not walking in unity and love the world will see that and and for better or for worse um yeah a couple introductory I have a few
0: more introductory questions. Okay, I have a thought on that if you want to. Yes, wanna I want to hear more. it. No, the, go, yeah. Um, you know, one one of our um, kind of mantras here at, at HCF, <clears> and I, I'm pretty sure we share it with our new members coming into it, is uh, the phrase that, uh, I don't think it's able to be traced to anyone specifically. I think some people try to say uh, St. Augustine or Augustine, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't know if there's any actual proof of that. But this phrase of in the essentials we have unity, mm-hmm. In the non-essentials, we have um, charity. Charity. And then in all discussion of those matters, we have grace Mm -hmm. um, and love. And um, no, liberty. That's what it was. In Mm -hmm. the the essentials, we have unity. In the non-essentials, we have liberty. And then in all of these things, we have charity Mm -hmm. or grace. I think that Um, was
1: Jesus that said that.
0: You could piece together statements from Jesus no, to, to put that together, but it's not in Scripture. No, um, no, it's not. But I think it's a really good, yeah. you know, compiling yeah. of different principles in Scripture well, in and, the, in, and having charity towards each other and right. and knowing where we, we stake our, our flag. And I, I think this is church history has wrestled through a lot of that and where you yeah. see a lot of the creeds and different like heresies well, and stuff even that they, denominations they out. yeah denominations why do out, yeah. why did denominations come together
1: it's because people were killing each other over baptism yeah and so it's like wait wait, wait. could we perhaps <laughs> could we form different churches so we don't kill each other <laughs> and it right like it, I, I think that's the it is funny as you look through church history it's like I disagree with you that means I'm gonna kill you <laughs>
0: Well, even even to the point of like splitting, it's like, man, do we really need and, and these are important things that I think a lot of denominations or people might put some of these things in the essentials belief category mm-hmm. that for me personally, I, I would keep it very narrow of the things mm-hmm. that are truly essential, like essential to what is kind of the question. So, OK, um, I, and I would I would say when I'm talking about those things, yeah. it's essential for being saved and for me right to, to me to have fellowship with you as a brother or sister in Christ I would keep that list like really narrow yeah and I, I feel like a lot more narrow than some other people might or they come across as so I think a lot of denominational splits in church history has been some of the things that I would say are are non essential to salvation and and being born again mm-hmm. and having the spirit of God in you Um, see people now I might have a third category people would even disagree with that statement Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I might have a third category uh, or like a midway category that like I'm not going to there's some very core doctrinal things that I believe Mm -hmm. and I feel strongly about and I think it is clear in scripture um, but I'm not going to put in the essential category and Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day we might be able to agree to disagree and I can fellowship with you but I strongly, strongly disagree with you. <laughs> Whereas some other ones are like, okay, I definitely see some some mm-hmm. different paths still you, within Scripture on this. That, would you mind um, sharing what those are or no? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, let me think. Like you mentioned baptism. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, a lot of the different denominational splits that have happened have, have to do with baptism, baptism. Um, whether it is essential for salvation just in itself. And then beyond that, the mode of baptism, that's typically where a lot of the splits have happened. But, um, yeah, I see that as a important, like super core thing. Like I see that as the, the first step of following Jesus in obedience and your your new life in him is, is believers. Baptism is what I believe in. Um, but I know there's plenty of brothers and sisters in Christ throughout history, even that have a different take on that, and mm-hmm. I may not be convinced scripturally. I, I want to ground everything back to Scripture, right? Uh, which right. I know everybody else would generally. Everybody I'm else just, would say the same I'm thing like too. To ground
1: things not in
0: Scripture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So like I can still fellowship with them, and I, I think mm-hmm. it's tragic that that w- churches have split, and I, I think if there were a way that we could. Still be in the same church, even like every mm. Sunday, fellowshipping together and worshiping together, despite some of those that we would all say are very important ones. Even mm. if we disagree, I think we can still be Christians and disagree right. on the mode of baptism. Um, you yeah, know, I don't know what other ones that might get thrown around a lot. Like you, uh, you mentioned something about the evolution and like Genesis mm. stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of room for multiple interpretations of that, and like it is not. I, I would yeah. put that quite a bit lower on the uh, importance category for yeah. me. Uh, it's part um, but of, but definitely our, not in the essentials for salvation type of belief. It's part of our ministry creed. So Really? <laughs> uh, um, that's what I was going to say. Is, yeah. so, like,
1: so for me, the essentials, um, is yeah. I, if I were to look at, you know, how churches have doctrinal statements, yeah. whatever. If I were to look at church history and what we have for Cultivate Relationships, because we've been intentional on wanting to work with across you know
0: different denominations denominations. yeah Yeah.
1: yeah. um we have as our doctrinal statement the i think it's the apostles slash nicene creed okay um because like literally just
0: that and no commentary or anything
1: yeah nothing because i think so because it covers the basis it covers god covers jesus covers uh the holy spirit church that's it yeah everything else to me i would love to have a conversation about, yeah. But those, right? Because it co- talks about his death, talks about his virgin birth, things that I'm like, nope. These are my these are my anchors. These are my bumpers, yeah. if you will.
0: Everything else, yeah. let's talk about. Be yeah, great. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I might narrow it down to the, the creeds, but generally in conversation, I, I'm gonna. Like, if I'm trying to figure out if somebody's a Christian, I'm going to figure out where they stand on Jesus. Like, that's mm-hmm. the, the main thing. Like, did, exactly. did Jesus rise from the dead? And does he mm-hmm. save you by faith in him, like, from your sins? Yep. Um, like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the rest yeah. of it, like, there's a lot of important things that I think are very important beyond that. Yeah. Um, but that can be a conversation later on.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free. At our website, cultivaterelationships.com, our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, we've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos, and all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. What is your favorite way to waste time?
0: Favorite way to waste time? Yeah. Um. Pro- yeah, uh, the season of life with kids and everything is <laughs> sleeping that a lot, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's like, you know, so much less time to do yeah. like hobby type of things. But, um, so probably like playing video games, which happens so less now and it's morphed to like only on my phone. Cause those are like quick and easy. Like I'm not gonna have time to go and like start a computer and like log in and all that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, let's just do something on my phone, yeah. like, like five minutes that I got or something like that. But, um, probably that or like watching videos on YouTube, I'm not yeah. as much of a TV watcher, but uh, Amy and I like watching shows on Netflix when we can, but cool. it definitely is harder to do oh, yeah. with kids. So yeah. we're like, at the end of the day, like rolling into bed at like nine or even later, and we're like, yeah, let's just go to bed. Mm. <laughs> like we're not gonna watch a show now.
1: That's awesome. So, what would you say is your uh, love language?
0: My love language. Um, we talked about you know the five this. love languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why is this taking me a while to think? I haven't thought about it in quite a while, but physical touch, and that's probably the the first one for me, and then quality time.
1: So if I just held your hand through
0: this interview, <laughs> you'd be... <laughs> Might be a little freaked out. One time, uh, the one international mission trip I've ever been on was to yeah. India. Okay, And uh, it was a, a little bit extended. It wasn't just like a single week. It was like a month, mm-hmm. or yeah, one month. And uh, Developed a relationship with this church and and one of the guys in there. He was a teenager that um, He was a non-believer but come into the program they were Mm. doing and stuff and we we hung out a little bit and um, It's totally normal for people in in India and probably lots of other places in the world but he just like grabbed my hand one time and it was like interlocking fingers and everything and and Probably not the best mission approach, but I like instantly like let go I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and I mean I wasn't like deeply offended, but I was just kind of a, a funny awkward type yeah. of way yeah. um, I learned later on that I probably should have just embraced it and yeah. you know all things to all people type yeah. of thing But anyway, yeah. I was like, oh people in India and guys you'll see guys just walking down yeah. the street holding yep. hands Like yep. it's just normal and, affection and like, in a non-romantic kind of way right in
1: affection with their wives is not encouraged so like we did oh we, yeah yeah we did a documentary in um we filmed a documentary in africa what's the country south africa there there in kenya kenya um and we worked with a the church there and same thing like you would see elders and 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 like the guys that we were working with they would just come up beside you and start like waffle not pancake but like hold your hand you know and same thing like with me I was like hey hey, what's going on but thankfully the person I was with they're like this is this is what they do but then zero affection towards their wives in public yeah and so yeah it was it was very as an American I was like oh okay this is what they do got it okay took me a second you know
0: yeah I guess I, I would probably say I could see like all of the love languages for me, as far as I think, there's a difference of like the receiving and giving mm. um, love languages. Um, but the one for me that's always been hard is gifts, <laughs> like receiving gifts or or even words of affirmation. Sometimes, yeah. like my my instant reaction is to like deflect them sometimes, and yeah. which I know is not good, but I gotta work on that. But Michael, and then receiving gifts, I like I never can like I don't know say thank you or like genuine like <laughs> yeah. excitement stuff even if it might be there and then giving gifts is like always hard for me so <laughs> which is hard because amy's uh pretty high up there on gift giving okay. love language Okay.
1: Trip. have you noticed like your gifts changing throughout seasons depending on like the season moving uh, more toward like maybe physical touch moving more toward um like quality time or oh oh the love languages yeah. uh, you said gifts change oh sorry yeah yeah uh sorry love languages yes yeah. i
0: think so um I don't know if I have a good example of that, but no. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. So a few questions that I had to kick our um, super light and fluffy conversation off dealing with hell is maybe I'll start with where I perceive you and I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Hell is real. That was the title of the sermon. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> but you, yeah. So you and I, um, I, I think I've I've appreciated our conversation because even you would ask me questions about my view of that challenged me. I think you actually brought up a verse. I'd I'd made a statement, and like a week later, you're like, ah, actually, that's not true. So I really appreciated the because it it goes back to our talk about unity Which that. time out typically
0: yeah. i'm not going to call people out on things i like ask a leading question towards that no no no
1: but it was in it was in conversation yeah, yeah, so yeah, it wasn't like nate
0: you're a heretic yeah it was it was more like hey nate you said this like what about this first that's yeah, kind of yeah how i would but what, approach things no
1: but i've i appreciated that because i felt like it was a study i'd done a while back uh-huh. and just landed and then so I made some declarative statements to you in our conversation because you were researching. Hell, not that you just started researching it, but like for preaching on it. Yeah. Um, and I'd made a declarative statement. And then you would, yeah, followed up like a week later about, hey, wait, you'd said this. You know, what about this? Um. Anyways, I say all of that to tell you that I appreciate, number one, your willingness to have conversations about these subjects. You know, we mm-hmm. we were talking about women in ministry. We've been talking about hell. We've been talking about salvation and the nature of forgiveness. And the, you and I have
0: actually had some. I've really appreciated. It's nice. Dude, having, I always say seminary nerds, which I know yeah. you're not a seminary nerd, but yeah, theology well, nerds and stuff around the yeah. the church building. Well, and it's, those conversations.
1: It's been fun because so I came out of teaching at a Bible school. Uh, again, it was unaccredited, but we had. Our theological courses we had our things mm. and so you would just by the nature of the atmosphere of a school you have intel intellectual conversations yeah. right well i've been here for four years running our ministry dealing with relationships you know and more of the pragmatics of yeah, yeah. theology and so then like between you and jordan i'm having these like intellectual conversations <laughs> and i'm like oh i've missed this this is fantastic so much so where jordan Oh, Jordan had asked me about um, he said something about um, uh, imputed atonement or imputed righteousness okay. and I'd been out of the conversation long enough to where I'm like hey Jordan can you remi- <laughs> remind me what imputed means yeah. <laughs> which makes me sound dumb anyways so I've everything with I've really appreciated the <laughs> yeah, conversations yeah. we've had so dealing with hell can you um, can you sum up uh in just a in, in just a little bit like why why hell yeah why like if there was a loving god why would he you know the classic yeah, questions yeah. right yeah. why would he send someone to hell if he's loving yeah why yeah
0: and i, I tried to address a lot of that in the sermon which which it's always didn't... a challenge with like a limited time frame mm. i'm like oh man diving into this there's so many things to dive mm. into and and say but trying to limit it in that but that that's kind of the structure that i went with in the sermon was <laughs> i read um a lot of the the phrases that come up in the bible mm-hmm. and uh especially in things that jesus himself said it's always good to pin things on jesus because yeah, right you know everybody wants to <laughs> be on jesus side. um so pin it on or the... just blame it on him so you don't look uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so i focused a lot on what jesus himself said and Uh, and then dove into, yeah, that exact question, like, why, why is this in the Bible? Why, why did God and his sovereignty and everything allow this in the Bible? What's the point? Um, landed on, on three different reasons that I, I saw. And and one is, um, a, a a fear, fearful, um, warning, Hmm. um, of the, the coming judgment and punishment that will happen on, on God's judgment on sin. Um, and, but with the, the nuance of like that fearful warning is, is more towards unbelievers in, in their sin and, and wanting to, to keep them from that kind of consequence and in, mm. um, in a loving sense that. Uh, so then for believers, um, we grow beyond fear. Mm. Um, that it, it's really a, an immature view of God to just be based on fear. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, but Jesus in one of the verses that I I read about fearing God who could throw you in hell, um, he follows that up by saying, fear not for you are worth, uh, more valuable than many sparrows. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so there's this, this fear aspect, but then like immediately moving beyond fear. Um, and then the, the best verse in that is in first John, um, don't quote me on where, but, uh, first John saying that, uh, Fear has to do with judgment, but perfect love casts out fear. And anyone who is still in fear has not been perfected in love. And so there, there's this um, aspect of, you know, being a Christian and growing in a relationship with Jesus. It's growing more in understanding of his love um, and growing beyond fear. And, and mm-hmm. um, you know, the most famous Bible verse, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Um, two verses later, uh, Jesus says that I um, can't remember the the full verse, but then it says um, that he who he who believes um, will not be judged, or there there is no judgment, or no uh, condemnation, or no judgment for those yeah. who believe. Um, and those who uh, do not believe, they're already in condemnation and judgment. Um, but yeah, so if we believe in Jesus, there is no judgment, there is no condemnation. Like we don't have to fear that judgment of God on, on sin, because it's already been done. Jesus right. has already taken that right. on us. So that that was the uh positive like nuance of of that yeah. fearful purpose of it. So that was all in the the kind of first purpose of hell and then the, the second purpose, um I told you it was an extra week since the sermon. I'm not going to be able to remember. But, um.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, so one of oh. the things is I'm going to link your sermon oh, okay. To in, in the show notes. Yeah. So I think I'm more getting into what are some other things that you weren't able to hit on Okay. that, like, yeah, I want them to go back and, and watch yeah, or yeah. listen to that. But, like, are there things about... Hell that you're like, man, I just did not have the time to throw yeah. into a half hour yeah. sermon,
0: yeah, um, oh, those were the other two, sorry I'm yeah you know you could sermon immediately <laughs> uh but the the second one that was was really good for me in in learning in this was um it it's a promise an encouragement of God's justice, yeah, that You know, um, one of the videos I watched, they were bringing up this, you know, the belief of universalism. It's almost like, um, like, do we want to spend eternity in a place? It's like God doesn't deal with sin in that way. Like there is no like Hmm. justice judgment on sin. Um, And I don't know if we're going to get into the universalism belief or not, but but at least in his view, it, it was like. You know, there, there's unrepentant sin that is allowed into heaven. Like what's the point of heaven if there's still mm. this presence of sin? And so hell is this ultimate promise of God doing something about sin. That's one mm. of the big questions that that we have in this life is like, God, why don't you do something about mm-hmm. sin? Um, it's like, that's the, the ultimate promise that he is going to do something about it, even when we feel like justice has not been served. Like, yeah justice is going to right now. And then the third purpose was uh, for believers to share Jesus. It's one of the motivations, Hmm. either in the positive sense of like, we want you to experience God's love, which is a bigger, better motivation, but still a little bit. um, We don't want you to experience the bad things as a result of your sin. So things that I couldn't get to in the sermon, um, I briefly referred to how studying on this topic of hell turned into like a, a revisiting of tons of like foundational things for me <laughs> because what you believe about hell is is really tied to so many of these other foundational oh, yeah. things. Um so like one of them that I I dove back into quite a bit is the nature of the atonement um to $10, $10 word for like what did Jesus accomplish on the cross? Like we say Jesus saves us or Jesus saves us um Jesus saves us from our sins by his death on the cross and the resurrection but like how? What, mm-hmm. like What's the nature of that? Mm-hmm. And there's a kind of standard traditional one that we typically will say, but that's under fire in in a lot of ways and mm. your view on, there's different views on hell that hinge on what you view Jesus did okay. on the cross. Um, so revisiting quite a bit of that, Yeah. Um, which is also deeply tied to what do you think sin is? What's the nature of sin? What's the nature of who God is and who humans are? and right um a lot of that stuff so i obviously (laughs) didn't revisit all of those topics in a (laughs) 35 minute sermon but oh come on man um
1: so what would you say if someone's like michael okay fine whatever hell is about punishment and okay so i lie fine I, i get thrown in hell um but i don't feel like eternity justify is is a fair punishment like i just i all i did yeah was tell my wife that she was didn't look fat yeah
0: um (laughs) right like yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. um so i i think with any of these questions there's like there's gonna be proof text for for any direction that you want to go um but one of the things with a, a question like this is like what are the what are like the the foundational like cornerstone things we we can ha- keep in mind as we answer this question and so one of the things it, like that question obviously is is coming from a place of like that doesn't sound just right like how is god sound... just yeah if he if there's an eternal punishment for this sin that you know relatively not a big deal i didn't murder anybody mm-hmm. um and like even if it is a serious sin like murder it that's a a temporal sin it's bound in, in time. Yeah. Like is an eternity really a just punishment. So that, that's, that's in the background of that question is like, is God just, and so a cornerstone thing that we know from scripture is God is just, right? Mm-hmm. So God is just. So in our answer to this, um, or before we even have an answer, we, we can know like God is just and, and whatever scripture shows us about this, mm-hmm. We can trust that it is that God is just in His um, judgment and in in what He decides to do about sin. So, if that is an eternal punishment that we see in Scripture, it may not seem to line up. Like in our limited understanding of like, okay, in Scripture I see an eternal punishment for sin, um, and I also for sure see God is just. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to line up, but like I'm I'm gonna trust that that God knows better than me, um, and I'm gonna maintain that yes, God is just, and even if I don't fully understand this. And so that's basically where I landed. Um, there's a, But I was very challenged by some of these other views, um, and what that question gets at, I think a, a lot of people end up landing in the camp called like annihilationism, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I think you or maybe Pastor Dan initially recommended it to me, there's this book, um, Called Four Views on Hell, more of like essays. It was um, they they brought in four representative Christians that that mm-hmm. have these four different beliefs about hell. Um, and from the beginning in the intro, they they say like it, it's not a matter of if these people believe in hell; they all believe in mm-hmm. hell. It's just a matter of the nature mm-hmm. of it and and even the time frame of it. Um, and so they they let each of those four people give a, probably a word limit. Um, essay to present their case, but then each of the other three get to present like a rebuttal or a right. Um, I was gonna say if you have their the, thoughts on it, you have the book right uh, there. Uh, no, I show, um, show it to the. This is uh, the one on, uh, oh, revelation. The, yeah. Uh, oh, it's, Nate's giving me study materials <laughs> for, <laughs> for another topic. It's still on um, my bookshelf, but we will. I'll link to that okay. book as well. Yeah, um, which I of course I didn't get to finish it, but it, it definitely was interesting and, and helpful. Did you stop um,
1: before you got
0: to the one I believe? Um no, <laughs> Well you never told me exactly. No, you did tell me what I you did. Tell you, I don't know if you're Yeah. I don't care. Okay. Um but no the the main ones I wanted to dive into there, which I guess I was a little partial, but I just limited time. I can't dive into all of Come them. On. But but the one I was curious about was the Annihilation one. Yeah. Um uh, because I hadn't really given it the time of day before. Um, you know, Coming into this, it just kind of the traditional view, like mm-hmm. hell is hell is real, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, hell is an eternal punishment. Which come to find out that the theological term <laughs> is like eternal conscious uh, torment. Yeah, is the that camp yeah. of view of hell. The traditional, uh, yeah. maybe fundamentalist one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah, the annihilation one. I I'd had, had always like heard that that was a thought, but in my assumption, it was always like. Oh, that's just for people who have that same kind of question of like, mm-hmm. oh, it doesn't seem just that God would punish someone for eternity. Right. Therefore, I'm going to believe that he just punishes them and it's all over. And, and like in my assumption, it's like, oh, they don't have any grounding in scripture. That's just an emotional like that's what I want to believe about God. So I'm going right. to believe that and it's not based on scripture. Well, I mean, God kind of humbled me in in this kind of study and stuff because it's like, well, actually, there there is a lot of scripture that that points in that direction.
1: Um, well, the one that you, the one that surprised you mm-hmm. the most, I think, with actual scriptural uh-huh. founding or foundation was the, um, and I might be butchering. You can probably remind me of the yeah. term. It was essentially like a universal. Well, oh, no, no, no. What was it? I'm not sure what you're getting out there it not, I'm not talking about universalist okay uh-huh. it, but there was like a uh oh, what was the one that surprised you the most it was, i thought it was like something to the effect of like a universalist hell um
0: yeah i mean that that was another one that i didn't i didn't really get to too much but i in my glancing at it it was like yeah it, they they have a, a few good points too it didn't seem as grounded in scripture sure. it was a lot more of like but, some of these kind of principles that they
1: Right. And it's right. not a u- it's not a universe everyone makes it to heaven. It, it but it was like a it was a very nuanced view of it. Um but again, even even some of the scripture backing for it, it's like, oh well.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not sure what speaking. you're speaking. Are you referring to the atonement one? Like, maybe. The, in, in, in diving back into the atonement. Well, maybe it was our salvation conversation. Yeah, it might have been that. Maybe, uh, okay. Which I don't know if you want to switch gears to that I or not. Care. Yeah, it's all a, of it is so interconnected. <laughs> but one of the other things that I dove back into is the traditional kind of assumed view, which I had wrestled with quite a bit more in in this topic of the atonement, mm-hmm. um, is the. Uh, I, I guess it could be called satisfaction theory of atonement, but. Um, but really, more specifically, is now I'm going to blank on it. Um, uh, substitute penal substitutionary yeah. atonement. Yes. Um, so having to do with the penalty, mm-hmm. Jesus substitute. Jesus was the substitute for our penalty for sin, mm-hmm. and that's how he uh, accomplished salvation for us on the cross. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, diving back into that, there was um, a pretty popular. Um, resource that, that people use and I use all the time and, and really fantastic stuff they put out. Um, but kind of going back to their their podcast where they do deep dives on some stuff, um, come to find out they not like super like outright deny that, like standard mm-hmm. traditional view, uh, but they, they go heavily in, in another direction uh, which is could probably just be referred to as uh, the Christus Victor mm-hmm. theory of atonement using mm-hmm. a Latin phrase which we love to pin those
1: you into, on everything. You into seminary, seminary though. Seminary stuff. Yeah. You
0: get to use it. Um, <laughs> but claiming that that Jesus, the the, G, the victorious Jesus yeah. kind of view of, yeah. of the atonement that um, Jesus like took the worst that humanity had to offer, um, sin and death and everything, took it all on himself and then he defeated it mm. um, with with not really much language of of taking a punishment or God's mm. wrath or any anything like that but just that the resurrection, it hinges a lot on the resurrection as the yeah. victory of Jesus, which I see a lot of truth in that too, but not for, for me at least still landing on the penal substitutionary theory of atonement, like right. not at the expense of that. Like there, there is still uh, very clear in scripture the aspect of God's wrath against sin and mm-hmm. punishment mm-hmm. that we deserve. And Jesus took that because God loves us.
1: You and I have also talked about, like, forgiveness. What was the nature of forgiveness? Is everyone forgiven? Is it only the people who receive the forgiveness? Is it only those who are elected who are forgiven? Yeah. Like, you and I have also had that yeah. discussion as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. With, so with that, like, with hell... um. <laughs> Oh, man, there's so many things. So, like, with this, what did you learn, it, focusing on Jesus and his his ex, explanations, his topics of hell, whatever it is, what would you say, more of a personal question, uh-huh. what would you say you walked away with, with regard to, what do you think Jesus' big idea was? About hell? Yeah. Or the, the topics of it, because it, he mentions various ways of hell or whatever.
0: Yeah, that... I guess a little back story to mm-hmm. that question was um there there's different words for hell in the Bible that get translated into hell and I, I think maybe it led to a little bit of confusion I think it was the KJV that translated multiple different words all just to the word mm-hmm. hell and some newer translations kind of give a, a little um the nuance there yeah. yeah um but the the main one that still gets translated to hell is gehenna mm-hmm. um and uh but but there's um there's Hades, which is also a Greek word, but then the Hebrew word that pretty much exclusively was used in the Old Testament, is Sheol, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times mostly translated now as grave. So not not the same concept of, of hell that we have. And, and so mm-hmm. that was another one of the dives I had to do Is like, <laughs> what are all these things talking about? Yeah. But um, Gehenna is, is definitely one of the clearest ones that's talking about the future place of, of punishment and everything. I already forgot the question you were talking about. But oh, what is Jesus big Just idea you, about? Just you like it? Yeah. you
1: personally, like what did you what did Michael walk away with going?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um I mean for for one, I think for a Christian, the topic of hell like it, it should bring us to a more and more appreciation of God's love for us. Hmm. Um you know, and and I know to an outsider it's like oh, you're going to talk about God's punishment and stuff and but and somehow you land on oh he loves you so much <laughs> when you're talking about that like it sounds so <laughs> backward but like the fact that god would save me from the just punishment of my sins like it's just amazing like his that that he would do that and and he loves me enough um and it's not like he needed me or anything like he just poured out his love for me <laughs> um and and that's just me one single person this little dot in history he cares enough for that mm-hmm. but but then like multiply that times the whole world, you know, like how much love he has. Um, so just being in wonder of the love that he would have for us, that he would save us from the just punishment of our sin, um, when he didn't have to. Um, and then probably the biggest challenge for me personally, um, was the, the, the third point that I made in the sermon is the the challenge to share Jesus with others and, and evangelism. Um, it, it's like, uh, one, one of the, sources i found it they they put it this way of like you know when when you go to the doctor you want them to be honest with you if they're if they have bad news mm-hmm. that you don't want them to you know ignore the bad news or something they want like shoot me straight doctor mm-hmm. um and, and so I'm, I'm so much that way of like not wanting to have a, a tough conversation i i hate conflict and that kind of stuff and and so the the challenge of like sharing jesus with People, um, not that you always have to go around talking about hell and everything, mm-hmm. um, but just that reality of hell is like, man, like we need to, we need to tell people mm-hmm. about salvation, and and um, it should motivate us. And and so, my default so often I just get complacent and convince myself that everything is okay, um, when really it's not. We need to go mm-hmm. tell people about Jesus. So mm-hmm. that was the biggest challenge for me.
1: Okay, what would you say, is, is someone listening? If they've made it this far. Um, someone, <laughs> Good job, by the way. Someone's listening and they're like, oh, there's that fundamentalist yeah. jargon again. I uh, uh, wo- I'm trying to think of the right. Because you said you've had to do some deep dives into Greek words, Hebrew words, Mm -hmm. concepts, not just words, but concepts. Because like you were saying, you know, Hades is different than Gehenna, you know, these different words. What would you tell someone who's like, I'm brand new (laughs) to the whole Christian thing. Like my Bible says hell or whatever. does it, do you believe every Christian needs to do a deep dive on the subject of hell and what it means for them, or or maybe, I don't want to feed you the answer, but like, also like, what would you tell them? Like, what would you say in terms of someone who's like, man, this this seems way overwhelming. Like, am I am I. Am I in danger of lo- like losing my salvation if I don't have this subject nailed down?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Um, you, you understand? Yeah, that I mean, I, the, yeah. The, what your view on hell is, I would not uh, put in that essential beliefs category. Like if I mm. meet somebody or if I'm ministering to a student, I'm not going to, you know, like tell them about Jesus and like, oh, wait, before you... Become a Christian, like put your faith in Jesus. Like I want to make sure you have the correct view of hell. I just, um, I just picture you having a new guest at youth. <laughs> hey, you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I, I would say it's it's a really important belief, and and you know to land in the camp of like denying the existence of hell or um, saying that that nobody's going to end up there or um, everybody's going to end up in heaven, like that's a pretty bold claim. Considering a lot of the, the scriptures that mm-hmm. I've seen in this study and whatnot and and so i would I would definitely press back against those kind of claims, but uh, and it might be difficult depending on the view, but like I'll still shake hands and, and fellowship mm-hmm. with you at the end of the day if you call Jesus lord yeah um what would you what would you offer
1: someone who you know they're like wow uh this seems you know, I'd, I want to become a Christian. I want to mm-hmm. embrace this loving God that you're describing. But in embracing this, I have family members who have died and like, I don't know. So I feel like by embracing what you're saying, I'm affirming where they're going.
0: Yeah. Do you, I, do
1: you know what Yes, I know passing? exactly what
0: you're saying and that's probably the toughest thought to to wrestle with, you know, and um one of the things I I said in my sermon is is that in in light of the the scriptures I've seen and and that I read there to everybody, you definitely get the impression that hell is like is absolutely horrible. Um mm-hmm. and and so any trying to like sugarcoat it and, and soften things to like soften the blow is probably mm-hmm. not the right view of hell. but And it's so tempting with the question like that to leave it to like, Oh, well we don't, we don't know anyone's state at the end of their life. If they gave their life to Jesus or, or whatever, we can never judge someone's salvation. Ultimately God is the mm-hmm. judge. Well, that's true. Like that's, that's the temptation just to soften the, the blow of it. And, and so, um, I don't know, honestly. Yeah. it, it and wrestle with that a lot. Um, I, I would still tell them believe in Jesus cause mm-hmm. he's true and he has abundant life for you mm-hmm. here and now and for all of eternity. And, um, like God can handle our struggles and our doubts. And like in, in the midst of your walk with Jesus, like bring that to him and, and mm-hmm. talk to him about it and, um, ultimately trust him with that and, and trust that he is good. And Whatever. That's another one of the like kind of principles I can say we can we can ground ourselves on as as we think through some of these questions is like whatever heaven is like God. We have the promise God. There's going to be no more crying, no more pain, no more suffering. God's going to wipe away every tear. Um, And and so, yeah, that's that's one of the questions. that's hard to reconcile is like if I'm in heaven like and I have memory and there's loved ones that are not Mm -hmm. there. Like, how is that going to be perfection? Um, honestly, that's that's one of the main um, pushbacks that universalists might offer mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in saying like the only the only answer to that question is universalism and, and keeping making sure like God is still good and all of this. Um, but I don't see that in scripture. And so ma- maintaining what I see in scripture and also that, that God is good and that heaven is gonna be perfect, mm-hmm. it, it may feel like a tension and I, I don't have a perfectly wrapped answer mm-hmm. in and in a nice bow and everything, but I, I'm gonna bank on whatever heaven is like, regardless of who is there and, and what I'm conscious of and remember and everything, um, it's gonna be perfection mm-hmm. and God's love is gonna be perfected in me and I'm gonna see his goodness and his justice in perfection and Mm -hmm. it it either will all make sense to me or the need for it to make sense will no longer be there either way it's going to be perfection so I know that's a messy answer but (laughs) I hope that's
1: encouraging to somebody. I wish you would have given me the perfect answer Um, (laughs) no I I, uh, the reason I appreciate that is number one um, to believe I have it all figured out to believe you have it all figured out Uh, Puts me in the position of God.
0: Yeah, I'm always wary of somebody that has their entire system of the entire Bible Mm -hmm. all figured out and there's no verses that contradict what I'm saying. Mm And I did almost any belief, I see verses that seem to say the other one. So Mm -hmm. I'm always going to hold it with an open hand on all these non essential beliefs. Again, getting back to that. But um, But yeah, people that are so confident in having it all figured out, I'm. I take anything they say with a grain of salt.
1: <laughs> which right, which doesn't mean like I feel like I there's a few subjects that I'm like I, I think, you know, uh, on these handful of subjects, I feel like I, could, I I'm an expert in right like, yeah. but again I'm still, I'm still learning, but I see what you're saying. It's like oh no no I have it all yeah no, no. Genesis for Revelation yeah. got it um that's what I'm saying is I appreciate the answer of, hey, there's things we don't know, and to me shows God is bigger than me, and I hope I believe in something greater than myself. Yeah. Right? Um, also with that, the idea of, I'm gonna go back to God's character. Yeah.
0: I have to trust. Which is grounded in scripture, Yeah, he yeah, has yeah. shown us. Right,
1: um, right. But it's, it's, it's trusting, because what he says about himself is he is a just god. Mm-hmm. He is also good mm-hmm. and he is also loving. Mm-hmm. And he is also holy. Right? So yeah. like it's it's going back to you know what those heart those difficult questions I have to bank on trusting that God is good.
0: And and one thing I probably should have put in the answer too is uh one of the resources I found just put it so beautifully Bringing it back to the cross, Jesus on the cross, like holding these things in tension, it seems like feels like it's intention all the time of God's justice mm-hmm. and his love and his goodness, mm-hmm. like depending on what you focus on in the world, like one of those things seems out of balance, but like looking at Jesus on the cross, like those two things are so perfectly done, like, yeah. you know, you can't make that stuff up. Like God had this master plan of fulfilling his justice and his love and his mercy also perfectly on the cross of jesus so any of those really hard messy questions like we need to look back at the cross of jesus and the resurrection of jesus and yep bringing victory Uh,
1: yeah a great book on the subject of the gospel um is something called unlove (laughs) really i haven't heard of it it's my show (laughs) i can do whatever i want (laughs) no um no i appreciate that and i think you know your your willingness to ask uh, I'm not exactly sure what I expected having you on and what you expected being on, but I appreciate your willingness to even just look at some of these more difficult questions. And, and I think maybe, you know, as we, you and I both love studying, love love the nitty-gritty of theology. Mm-hmm. and, and um, But I think looking at when it comes to ministry to other people, some of the more pragmatic questions that... The subject of punishment, the su- subject of judgment, uh, justice—you uh, know—those are what people want to want to hear about, right? It's it's the it's the but how does this affect me? And I, I love that, like what you're saying, not diminishing it by any any stretch of the imagination, but also putting it in tension with a good God who that's we live in a faith it's not called you know certainty (laughs) we have a trust right like that that trust of going okay God I'm gonna entrust whatever it is this maybe disappointment this person I love who I don't know where they went I don't know what's happening to them I have to entrust that to you yeah right and I don't know there's a I think that is where you find the most peace rather than the anxiety of like, but if I believe this Uh, and and then I have to reread scripture and and redefine words that, you know, fit, make me feel comfortable, you know?
0: Yeah. That's good. Um, And uh, yeah, coming on the podcast, when you asked me, I'm like, oh man, like. I think a podcast, like a lot of the ones I listen to, they bring in the experts and stuff. I'm like, oh man, now Nate's, I preach one sermon on hell and Nate's bringing me in as the expert on hell and I'm going to have every answer to every question. Like, (laughs) I hope nobody's watching this with that expectation. No, I, I,
1: but I did learn a lot. Yeah, no. And that's what I Wanted is, is that, um, honestly, man, like, yes, I'll listen to expert podcasts if I want to know an answer. But when I want to simply be encouraged, <laughs> I'll listen to people who are messy. Like, oh, okay, life's, yeah. life's not perfect. And great, yeah. Michael's still wrestling with stuff. And he went to seminary, like, <laughs> right? Like, these yeah. are the things people are like, oh, okay, they, they went to seminary. That means that means they're out of touch. They're out of reach. They're out of whatever my personal life is. And it's going, no, wait, just because uh, – fantastic example. Nickity miss. He's a Pharisee
0: mm-hmm.
1: a high ranking Pharisee. He comes to Jesus and he's like, hey, I have a few questions right it's yeah. it, it's paul it's Paul who Pharisee of Pharisees as he considers himself, comes and is uh danger of a new age word enlightened by Jesus in terms of he enlightened he got revelation about all of this, mm-hmm. and you read his books, there are letters, and they're all. Commentary on the Old Testament, which he was an expert at, just given in the light of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, if I were to have an intentional intentionality in inviting you on, is because you and I have had conversations. I've appreciated your heart in researching out these subjects, tough yeah. subjects, subjects that. Like I said, it's hilarious that you get the <laughs> most difficult – and so I – hey, uh, to wrap up, my encouragement, and we'll link in the show notes, the the – I'm going to link both teachings that you've done. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> because here's why. You're right. I don't consider you an expert in these subjects, but I consider you humble in these subjects. Yeah. And that humility came through as you were teaching and the ability, regardless of where you land on these subjects – my hope and prayer is, people who, who watch or listen to these sermons, the Holy Spirit will speak to them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: encourage them, uh, challenge them, convince them, whatever it is. Um, so anyways, that's why I want to link.
0: Yeah, I would just encourage yeah. people. Like my go-to is always going to be Scripture. Like mm-hmm. that is that is how God, uh, you know, he he's so big and like unknowable, but he's made himself knowable. Mm-hmm. He's come into history, um, time and space for us um, through Jesus, and he's guided this process of, of mm-hmm. giving us scripture. And, and so uh, what we can know firmly and, and plant on mm-hmm. about God and about all these things is, is mm-hmm. through scripture, um, that the word of God is going to last forever. Everything else fades away. Um, and so there might still be some question marks at the end of the day when you dive into scripture about Mm -hmm. these things. Um, there definitely are for me. Uh, but you know, just trusting that God is, is going, um, you know, that Jesus said that he sends the Holy spirit to remind us of the things he taught us and to guide us in truth. And I, I think that's a big role of the Holy spirit in our lives is as we dive into scripture and have these questions, like the Holy spirit is there working on us. And, um, so just ground it in scripture and, Um, don't ignore like your emotions and like your cognitive dissonance and reason and everything. Um, but like, I'm, I'm willing to hold some things in tension, um, that may not make sense to me or may feel Mm -hmm. out of place to me. Like if I see it in scripture, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold on to that and trust that it's going to make sense one day. Um, maybe on the side of eternity, maybe Mm not. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, just, just parking everything in scripture because there's so much today that is going away from scripture and it's just what we want to believe about God and, Mm -hmm. um, and about eternity and, you know, our, our own desires about those things, like who's to say who's right about those things if it's not parked in something beyond us, which is what God has given us in scripture. So,
1: right. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Michael, so much. My encouragement is, yeah, it's been it's been so good. Um my encouragement is to yeah, if you can't have a conversation with someone because you're so cemented in your belief, um I would I would challenge them on that. And I think that's one of the things I've really appreciated about both you and Jordan is as we have these deeper theological conversations. You guys are you guys are bringing up questions and thoughts and and things that Again, after after a number of years of study, but then kind of solidifying myself, like no, nope, no, nope, nope, I know what I believe. It's good. Man, it's been so good for me to revisit. Like, yes, that's what. How did I come to that conclusion? Coming. Or being more confident in my conclusion. Well, either way, am I willing to go back and be like, oh, I need to go check out those verses again because yeah. apparently, I landed on something that was not true. Um, thank you so much, Michael.
0: Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>